My Big Black Fantasy Podcast, episode 52, starts now. Isn't Antonio like living with Brady or something? Yeah, exactly. So, like that. Yeah. Well, I hope he doesn't go grope Giselle or anything, does anything stupid. Well, but. Hello and welcome to My Big Black Fantasy Podcast. It's episode 52, y'all. It's B, 8 and 2B, feeling ridiculously great. And I'm joined with my co-host, it's Dog. The champ is here. Of course. Dog is coming off another win, too. I, you know, this sometimes this, this fantasy football gets too easy for his pros. We just, you know, for me, I'd pick the start of the season to get going. For Dog, he kind of feels his way around, and then he just turns it on like a light. Just turns on just like a switch. Just, it's on. Now he's ready to play. Man, so, this is prime time, baby. It's where all the decisions are being made. It's all it's, it's where every, you know, every spot, every game is so valuable at this point. So I hope you guys are right there with this. I hope you guys are all in contention. I know that's not possible, but I hope most of you guys are in contention because if you've listened to the show, you should be. I mean, you got me in the playoffs. You got Dog on the verge of another repeat playoff performance. Um, what'd you learn in Week 10, Dog? I mean, you know everything, but what'd you learn? Well, I learned uh, to trust my bench. Trust, you know, like, just don't throw somebody in there, like, at the last second that yeah. you're not really paying attention to. Yeah. You know, and um, and you can't trust depth charts. You, you know, you almost have to go deeper than depth charts. Mm-hmm. You know, you almost have to see a week of this person's, like, targets or performance before you just throw them in there. Yeah. You know, but... uh. Yeah, that's what I learned, man. Like, kind of like trust your bench and, you know, place, you know, play somebody off your bench if you're not sure. Yeah. And, and you know what? I'll lead right into that because I had sort of the same learning experience is that you make your own mistakes. And what I mean by that is you, when you start the season, you have a strategy. Okay. And you're going to come up with that strategy, maybe right to some people, maybe wrong, whatever, but it's your strategy. So own that strategy and stick to it because if you make a mistake going away from that strategy, you're gonna hurt you. You're gonna you're gonna hate yourself basically. And I and I had that experience this week. I pulled Wayne Gallman out of my lineup and put in Duke Johnson, and it could have cost me the game, folks, because you're talking about the difference between 19 points and five. So it's a big 14 point cushion. At one point, I was down 20 and was starting to think about that 18. That I I had every intention of starting Wayne Gallman, but what happened? That waiver wire gold blinded me. I said, oh, man, Duke Johnson starting back. I got him. Oh, my God, I can't believe I got Duke Johnson. Oh, my God, I got to put him in the game. Not necessarily. Uh, he's playing against Cleveland. Cleveland's nothing to write home about, obviously. But they were a tough matchup, especially in the weather, folks. And at this time of year, you got to pay attention to the weather. But Wayne Gallman, on the other hand, had had success, moderate success, but success nonetheless against tougher defenses for three, three four weeks in a row. And, you know, there's people even talking now that he's going to take the job even when Devontae Freeman comes back. So my end of all that, long story short, make your own mistakes. Don't venture off from your strategy. You'll hate yourself if you do, especially if it comes back to haunt you. Um, Let's get into it. Bye weeks this week. Uh, Buffalo Bills, Chicago Bears. Thank God the Chicago Bears are on a bye week. Did you see that (laughs) that game on Monday night? Man, it was terrible. You know, and uh, Nick Foles sucks. Oh, oh, really? You know what? It's naggy, man. He needs it, to go. What? That's what my question is. What do you have their to do? Their offense looks the same 
that McMahon and sweetness used it's, to run. It's the same thing, you know, and it's it's the same thing. And how many times yeah. on national TV do you have to stink before somebody fires you? Is my question. Right, and and then you know, seriously, they made a mistake by give if they're going to play that type of offense, you, you should have kept Jordan Howard. I mean, <sighs> so I many don't mistakes. understand how they don't keep him in that system when he was thriving. I would, you know, I would take a look at Jordan Howard before David Montgomery. David Montgomery runs like he's stuck in quicksand. Uh, yeah. He, I don't understand what's going on over there, but they're almost not a National Football League team. I mean, at least the Jets throw the ball with some accuracy. The Bears can't even do that. But anyway, continuing with bye weeks. Miami Dolphins also off New York Giants, New York Jets, speaking of the Jets, and the San Francisco 49ers all on buys. Please get those guys out of your lineups. They will not do anything for you except for give you a bunch of zero donuts, not a nil, zunka, duka, whatever. Get them out. Um, getting to, you know, the stories we hate to report on. Well, sometimes we do. It depends on if it helps us. Injuries from Week 10. Um, big injury, Drew Brees. Big time injury. Yeah. Jay, he's going to miss some time. Uh, has a thing with, I guess, his ribs and now a collapsed lung and just time. He's going to miss time. Jameis Winston steps in, and I'm talking to a, a very newly minted Jameis Winston fantasy manager. Dog picked him up on waiver wires. Why'd you do it, dog? Well, because Jameis has weapons around him. He'll throw a couple picks, but, I mean, he'll still throw three or four touchdowns. Yeah. You know, uh, I mean, he's Jameis is a really – wild card in fantasy he puts up good fantasy numbers you know uh he might stink for an organization mm -hmm. but for fantasy owners man he, he almost can't get any better yeah i i had Jameis last year for a spell um i would say take a look at him proceed with caution this offense may be good for Jameis. uh maybe it will wake michael thomas up from whatever slumber he's been in and you know he's gonna he's gonna throw some picks Jameis is gonna throw yeah. some picks but, but he's look, also look, he's gonna throw the ball though. Hey B, look at his check down back. You're checking down to Kamara. Oh, I like that. You know, that. that's gonna be there all day long. I like that. Kamara's gonna make them look good. Yeah. You know, so I mean, then you got Cook. You know, hey man, you got Tom. He's gonna wait. You know, he's he has a week to practice with the first string. So and his arm is really stronger than Breeze's. Oh, no now. doubt. No doubt. So I mean, watch out, man. You know, Jameis could if he Look, Sean Payton's an excellent coach behind him. So let's see, man. This could, uh, you know, start his career over. You know, he might be able to, like, hey, if Drew Brees retires, James, it might be James's squad. Hey, proceed with caution with Jameis. Whatever it is, I think it's going to be fun because Jameis is going to yeah. put the ball up. There's, there's and no I'm doubt starting him this week. Oh, big money. Big money move by Dawg. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to sit Aaron Rodgers, man. Jameis. He's putting it out there, folks. Um, yeah. Some, Jameis I, is at home, you guys, and he's going against Atlanta, and they suck. Oh, they stink. They so, suck. no, you, you got it. Um, other injuries, uh, it looks like Teddy Bridgewater banged up. That's a wait and see on uh, whether or not he's going to play or not. Uh, another 49er running back, Jermichael Hasty, out for the year, broken collarbone. Looks like Mostert will be coming back in week 12. So, they're hopeful for that. Um, we could go right down the line of San Francisco running backs. Uh, McKinnon still uh, banged up. Um, we'll see what happens week 12 when they get back from the bye and if Mostert comes back. Matthew Stafford um, dealing with a finger issue, but he may, Man, looks like he's he always dealing with something. He's, he's, he's got issues, but he yeah, it looks like he's going to play, I think. 
Uh, David Johnson on IR, uh, Duke Johnson. That's why Duke Johnson lit up for me, folks, is that I was just like, oh, man, I thought of three weeks of having another back on my team, and I overreacted. So uh, Duke Johnson's the guy, but he is not the guy for every week play. I think you got to watch the matchups there. Calvin Ridley looks like he may be close to coming back, as is Kenny Galladay. And that's going to rate. You know what? We'll do a start and sit question now. We'll do a start and sit question later. One thing I'm struggling with, dog, and I'll turn to you because you're my expert. You're who I come to for advice when I need it. You know, so I'm, you know, when you're on that upper echelon of fantasy, you only talk to the pros. You know, superheroes only talk to superheroes. Comedians only talk to comedians. Fantasy pros only talk to fantasy pros. And I got this dilemma. Kenny Galladay or, okay, I'm going to get drum roll or something, or Jacoby Myers from New England this week, dog. Who do I start? If if Galladay comes back this week, well, if Galladay comes back and the Stafford is starting. You got to go with Galladay. Um, Cam Newton is wishy washy throwing the ball. They like to even run him a lot. Yeah, you know, and um, it's just a different type of offense. You know, this Brady used to throw the ball with fifty times in that offense, but uh, they're kind of like babysitting Cam. Yeah, he's running like Auburn plays. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. college plays. You know, so um. And he checks down a lot. So, yeah. you know, um, I would if, – if Stafford's starting, I have to go with Galladay, man. Well, let me my, let me say, tell you where my head's at on that. And Galladay I picked with my third-round pick. He has not delivered third-round pick numbers for me. First of all, he missed the first two weeks of the season with a hamstring. He got on the last day of practice for week one, which sucked. Wow. Then he played like two, three games. He was okay, getting the end zone occasionally, mostly slow starting, though, which is always, you hate to go into halftime with a zero from somebody. Um, but he has yet to register a 20-point game, dog. Not one 20-point game in the games he's yeah. played. Then he got hurt again. Jacoby, on the other hand, has been right there, 28-point performance a couple weeks back, double figure since he's become the man. And although you say Jameis, or not Jameis, but Cam checks down a lot, so on and so forth, He's become a security blanket for Cam. And I think that's what Cam needs in this, you know, yeah. it's what since he's got he's got Jacoby, he's got that connection with Jacoby. He's got a little extra pep in his step since he kind of floundered uh last month. But since like him, he had uh remember he had Lowe, he had Benjamin in yeah. Carolina that year. Yeah. So, so it might be a little security blanket. You're right about that. Yeah, and I mean he's because I think what Jacoby's doing is I think he's using he's running Edelman's plays, but he's getting more air yards. He's getting so where Edelman will get you five. Jacoby's getting you eight yards on that on that play. Yeah, you know what I mean. And he's throwing touchdowns. Yeah. He threw a touchdown last week. So I'm leaning toward Jacoby if Galladay comes back. And plus, it's always a little sticky playing a guy first game back from injury. If you have other resources, you might want to go there. That's my thought there, folks. So we'll see. Um, let's see here. We're still dealing with the dilemma of Chris Carson, Carlos Hyde, and Seattle. Don't know. It doesn't look like Chris Carson's going to play. They started Alex Collins last week. I don't know what to make of that dog. What do you do with that Seattle backfield in light of all these injuries? Well, what I'm going to do, because uh, I picked up Carlos Hyde, yeah. you know, um, off the waiver wire. And if Carson doesn't go, he's the better back. Yeah. You know, uh, a healthy Carlos Hyde, he'll probably get hurt in the game some, some way, somehow. Mm-hmm. But he'll at least give you 10 plus points. Yeah. So, um, and he might get in the box, you know. So, uh, I would start uh, Carlos Hyde. He's I, Carlos Healthy is a pretty good runner, man. And, and if he hits a hole, he's taking it to the house, you know. So, 
you know, then he might pull up with a hamstring in the end zone. Yeah. But, you know, you just never know. Uh, you know, it's just like they have the other guy. Like, I started DJ Dallas last year. I mean, last weekend, I, I got pissed off because they started the guy they pulled up maybe from the practice squad or whatever. Yeah. But – He's not. He's not the. He's not better than Carlos Hodge. Carlos Hodge is healthy. He's going to be the number one back. Yeah. So yeah. that's what I'm gonna. I'm looking at that game. That's a Thursday night game. A lot of so, a lot of quick decisions. I'm, I'm watching it closely. Got but to. Adam Scheffner. Yes. Said. Okay. Adam that Schepner. it's unlikely mm-hmm. that uh, Carson is going to play, even though he's at limited at practice this week. So just you know, let's see what's going on. You know, you have to just play this until the last minute. Yeah, Carlos Hyde, solid back, 1,000 yards last year with Houston. Um, time for pickups. Pickups of the week. Who are you adding to your squad? That's the question. Dog, who are you picking up off the way or where? Or who have you yeah. already picked it up? Uh, man, I'm getting Jameis. Yes. Um, I'm going to pick Carlos Hyde up, you know, just for this week. Because, you know, once Carson gets back, it's over with. Yeah. Um, If you guys got Balaj out there, you guys go ahead and get Balaj because he's looking like, He's taking over the uh, Los Angeles Chargers backfield because he's a pretty hard runner. Yeah. Um, and then I'm going after the uh, L.A. Chargers defense. You know, mm. they're going up against uh, the Jets. Um, you know, Flacco's going to probably throw some picks. And, you know, he's like a mummy in the pocket. <laughs> he can't move around. So uh, they'll probably get a few sacks. You know, Bosa might be coming back. So I'm I'm happy about that, excited about that. And, um Hey man, really, that's about it. That's who I'm going after. Yeah. Um, what I did on the waiver wire this week, what I would do anyway, I couldn't get to all these people, but Salvan Ahmed from the Miami Dolphins, he's the starter yeah. until Gaskins gets back. It looks like he is a thing until then. Ride him out if you need him. Um, also, you got Debo Samuel coming back week 12, it looks like. I say proceed with caution here. If you have a shortage of wide receivers, look at Debo. But he has been hurt twice. For, for, excuse me. He has been hurt twice, folks. He was also hurt last year. He's going to very soon be moving in that tag where I, I call him injury prone. So Debo will be there for week 12, they're hoping. He should be available on some waiver wires. Take a peek. Um, Michael Pittman, rookie, Indianapolis Colts, slowly becoming the number one receiver. Like I said, Mike, uh, what is it? Uh, Pascal was going to be, but Pascal never developed. So now it looks like they're throwing the ball more these last per, uh, last two weeks to Michael Pittman. Might be worth a look. Uh, and Logan Thomas, the court, the sorry, the tight end from the Washington Football Team. Uh, they play Cincinnati this week. He's been putting up double figures, which is about all you could ask for from a tight end, especially now. Um, Logan Thomas, check him out. Um, he also, while we're at it, is my rising star of the week versus the Denver Broncos. Mm. So look at Logan Thomas. Remember, Alex Smith likes to throw it short. So I think it it it's going to behoove you, I'm going to use the word behoove, to pick up Thomas and get those sort of cheap tight end points where you can because it's scarce out there in the tight end ranks, folks. Who is your rising star of the week, dog? Man, I'm going with my main man, motherfucking crab legs, Winston, man. <laughs> you know, uh, I just see a, you know, big opportunity for him, and he's going to show these motherfuckers that why he was the number one pick overall. You know, I'm I'm just looking at Sean Payton's not going to make the game too hard for him. Yeah. You know, uh, let's see how it goes. You know, I think Jameis is going to play excellent. He has the weapons, um, but he has the coach behind him. So 
I think Jameis is going to uh, probably throw for about four touchdowns this week. Ooh, and man. a couple of them might be to Kamara because Kamara's going to make him look really good. I'm hoping and, so. And uh, you know he's going to get Michael Thomas back, you know, rolling because, you know, Michael Thomas has been really, like, out of it. You know, it's yeah. like he's been squabbing with teammates and shit hurt. And um, so I think, hey, they probably got, you know, eating some gumbo, stole some crab legs together. Yeah. And um, they're going to go ahead and uh, – Put something together. You know, I think Jameis, he's going to be my rising star of the week, man. I predict a big game from Jameis this week. Yeah, Michael Thomas. It's it's Michael Thomas time, folks. Um, I'm playing against a guy who has Michael Thomas. I'm not thrilled about that. But it's got to happen. And what better time than with Jameis, who is, like I said, it's going up, folks. The ball is going yeah, up. It's going up. In New Orleans. You can you can bet on it. Um, let's see here. Who can you drop this week, dog? Man, you can drop... You you might be able to drop Le'Veon Bell. Oh, um, big words. I, I hate to say that, but it just seems like he's like not getting the ball enough in Kansas City. You know, I'm holding on to him just because they're playing the Raiders, and I'm hoping that the other guy gets hurt, the rookie. Yeah. But <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you know, I hate to hoping say that, the other bad. guy. But <laughs> you can you can you can probably drop a. Le'Veon Bell, like if you have one of these backs that is like a number one back uh, off the waiver wire, or you know, you could replace. But I would have to say Le'Veon, man, it just it's just not clicking, you know. Now he, and like we talked about last week, and I had this had an idea that this was coming. He doesn't have a role, folks, and like I've told you before, at this especially at this point in the season, if you don't have a role, a designated role on a team, and you're just kind of hanging out, you. It, your roster spots are too valuable at this point. And someone like Le'Veon, I could easily see being dropped with no questions asked. Um, you said, uh, what is it? Kansas City plays the Raiders this week? Yes. Okay, so a Sunday sem- night. A semi-warning in terms of COVID. I guess some of the Raiders players got, uh, were one or two of the Raiders. I don't know. But there's a COVID issue with the Raiders. Uh, it looks as though the game's going to go on regardless. But it seems like every week is like the Raiders. The Raiders in COVID or whatever. I don't know if the, the players are tongue kissing each other. I don't know what's going on. But yeah, but you uh, know, there's a lot of strip clubs and hookers out there too. That's true. It is so, Vegas, so they, yeah. just be happy. That's all they got. Like you, they're gonna end up with some <laughs> hepatitis, hepatitis, right. COVID nineteen or some crazy shit. Yeah, um, yeah. I am dropping Jimmy Graham this week. Uh, Ooh, yeah, folks. I t- I told you uh, weeks ago that he's. You know, don't even ask questions. Put him in the lineup. Chicago's that bad. In any other case, yeah, they suck. In any other case, any other coach, Jimmy Graham looks healthy, has produced, done good enough to definitely get consideration to be picked up later. But the team more than him is what I'm worried about. Uh, between yeah. Foles, Trubisky, and whatever the guy's <laughs> name is that they rolled out on Monday night at the end, I just don't see him doing much from here on out. The big indicator for me is always is when someone gets a zero, like Jimmy Graham did on Monday night, it's time to reevaluate. Because what that means is this guy is not even important enough to them to make sure he gets a five yard out just to get him warm. You know, in the eighties, in the eighties, if John if Joe Montana and Jerry Rice weren't clicking, they would hit Jerry on a two yard slant for like two yards just to get him just to get it warm, right? Because they needed him for the rest of the game. When you get a zero, what that tells me is this team does not think they need you to win this game. Yeah, that's what or it they does. suck. 
Or they, they suck. suck. And it's both. You have one of the best tight ends in football. Yeah. And you're not throwing him the ball. You know, so they obviously suck. They're, they're the worst thing on on uh, on in the NFL, this this especially these last few weeks. They just can't score a point. Um, sneaky play of the week, dog. Who do you got? Man, my sneaky play of the week is going to be Antonio Brown. Ooh. You know, because they're going up against the Rams, Jalen Ramsey and all that shit. But Jalen Ramsey might be checking uh, Mike Evans or Godwin or he usually stays on one side of the ball. But Antonio out of that slot position, it's time for him to start lighting it up. He had 13 points last week, you know, and uh, he still didn't, you know, like play like the majority of the snaps. Yeah. You know, so uh, Brady's going to be looking for him, man. So if you need a, you know, like a flex player, why not play Antonio Brown, man? You know, that would be my sneaky play of the week. Sneaky, sneaky. Is is he sneaking up on any uh, cameras at the Homeowners Association and breaking them or anything? Or... Man, what? you know, I was so nervous when I saw that. I what the like, hell oh, was that about? I'm what about we... to lose him. Yeah, what is, what is... It's, just, it's just haters out there, like, Jesus. trying to just put him into any situation. But um, they already knew about it. So Tampa Bay already knew about the situation and the incident, Yeah. So which was cool. And he didn't get charged criminally, That's which good. was cool. Yeah. So all he got to do is just go ahead and buy the camera, man. Shit. <laughs> Sneaky play of the week for me, Kyle Rudolph, Minnesota Vikings tight end. Irv Smith possibly out again, meaning Kyle's going to get a lot of that tight end attention. Had a decent game on, uh, what was that, on Monday night against the Bears. But what does that mean? I mean, the Bears, yeah. I, t- I will say this. The Bears' defense has been solid. It's just there's a lot of pressure on the defense because the offense is so bad. But anyway, my sneaky play, Kyle Rudolph versus the Cowboys. Take a peek. Um, I skipped right over it, but we'll get to disappointment of the week, dog. Who's your disappointment? Oh, man. My disappointment was DJ Dallas. Yeah. Um, He just didn't get in the game. Uh, About two passes. Uh, It was just like, it really sucked. And also the Tennessee Titans defense. Mm -hmm. They were disappointed. Zero points from them, right? Yeah, I dropped their ass, too. You know what I'm That's saying? Terrible. So, uh, you know, DJ Dallas was really – because he was projected to get 12 points, so I jumped out there like an asshole. But I did do some uh, research and uh, looked at the depth charts. He was like the next man up. But then here comes a guy that really wasn't even on the depth chart. Mm-hmm. You know, so uh, it, it was just shaky. So yeah. he was my disappointment of the week, really, DJ Dallas. That, that shit just sucked to yeah. me. Uh, my disappointment, Jimmy Graham, for reasons I already mentioned. I'm not going to beat you guys' eardrums with it. He was zero points. That's all I'm going to say. Um, let's get into where we were right. Dog, where where did you sparkle last week? Well, I sparkled a little bit with Antonio Brown. I told you guys to play him last week. He started to warm up. He had 13 points. Uh, that, you know, basically, that's where I was right. You know, other than that, uh, shit, that was it. Yeah, that's good. Good. You know, Antonio looks like, I mean, they, Brady wants him there. So Brady's going to yeah. find him. So if he gets time, if he gets the snaps, he's going to get the looks. Uh, I don't know how those other receivers come into play in terms of who gets fed most and how that all works um, fantasy-wise. Yeah. But it looks like Antonio's going to get looks while he's in the game because Brady wants hey. him to be there. Isn't Antonio like living with Brady or something? Yeah, like exactly. Something so, like that. Yeah. Well, you, I hope he doesn't go grope to jail or anything, does anything stupid. Well, but um, 
you know, hopefully he might be living in his little like side pad or something. I don't think he's gonna be in there with the kids, and Giselle doesn't want that fool in there, man. Yeah, would you, you leave know? Antonio Brown with your kids? Yeah, I'm sure he's in the cabana <laughs> or the yeah, or the maid's like court quarters. You know, he's living like Kato. He's uh, yeah, he's he's he's, he's, fu- he's on the east east wing somewhere. Yeah. Oh shit. God. Uh, where I, was... I hope he doesn't. I hope he doesn't grope the help or anything. Yeah, well, you got you got to watch. Just, something's gonna happen. I think. I have a feeling it's it's gonna yeah. be something that yeah. And Tom Brady's probably not used to that sort of thing, so he's gonna be like, "You got to go." Right. Uh, <laughs> um, Sterling Shepard. I was right with him. Ten points versus Philly. He's the number one guy, especially Slayton is banged up now. Um, always have to be cautious of Sterling Shepard's concussions. That always worries me, but. It is what it is, folks. It's this time of season. You might need a receiver. He he's he's the number one. Go pick him up. I told you to do so last week, and I was right. Jason Sanders, just like I predicted on the show, the kicker from the Miami Dolphins, fourteen points. He did miss his first field goal of the year, but he I think he kicked two fifty yarders or something ridiculous. This guy, even though I had to drop him this week because I can't keep two kickers on the team, um, just a personal thing. I don't think it makes sense to keep two kickers on any fantasy team, but. Serious, serious leg with this guy. He's been like a machine. He did miss his first, like I said, but I was right with Jason Sanders as well. Let's talk about where we were wrong, dog. Where did you fail? Man, I I, I was wrong with fucking uh, Evan Ingram. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just not getting enough targets, but I have to stick with him. You know, I have to. You know, he has a bye this week, and um, I thought he was going to have like a breakout game. Yeah. Um, but because they try to look for him and get the ball in his hands, but it just didn't happen last week. Yeah. So I was I was wrong with him last week, but I'm still gonna stick with him though. You know, because you never know. Because Jared Cook is my other tight end, he could end up hurt. You know, mm-hmm. so I'm I can't drop any of my tight ends right now because they're both like, you know, they got a good upside. Yeah, I was wrong with Duke Johnson. Um, was not the best time to start him last week versus Cleveland. I'm thinking he gets another opportunity and does better between the now and the time David Johnson gets back. But either way, folks, you got him for two additional weeks. Um, again, if you are on buys, your running backs are on buys, Duke Johnson's a guy you could stick in there and hopefully get some passing yards out of him. He didn't catch a ball last week, which was weird. But anyway, Duke Johnson, I was wrong with you this past week. I had to go to confession and say I was wrong with Duke Johnson. We'll be back with more of my Big Black Fantasy Podcast after these words. You know, fantasy season is upon us. Everybody's excited. But you know who gets left out in all the fantasy? The, you know, the wives. The wives get left out. The girlfriends, you know, you, you, you're messing around with your fantasy. You're on your phone checking your players. You, yeah. You're wheeling, you're dealing, all that other stuff. Do you know how to make sure your fantasy season ends up being a fantasy for her? How? You got to go to Touch of Romance, man. You got to oh, go to Touch yeah. of Romance. That's a great place. Go pick up some toys. It's yeah. the best you can do in adult entertainment. You get your toy. You got cock rings. You got Doc Johnson's fuck machine, which Damn is called... Right. The, yeah. It's called the Power Banger. Yeah. And it delivers superior power and endless deep pleasure. It's 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 unmatched. I'm going to tell you what you do, man. What do you do? Early in the morning when you're watching the fantasy show. Do it. You know, check on your injuries and everything early. Mess with her in the morning, and then right after the uh, late game, mess with her again before the uh, the five o'clock game comes on. Exactly. Touch of romance. Get the products. Touch of romance makes that all available. Right. You can find them by going to loverspackage.com. 
Remember, you get 35% off purchases over $125. And also, do you know what else they do, doggy? What? They give you classes. If you're in the L.A. area. No shit. Yes, they do. You can go and see the Restraints and Ropes Workshop, where they're talking about bondage. That's what they're talking about, doggy. Oh, my goodness. They have workshops on bondage. They have workshops. That sounds fun. On squirting. Wow. It's all true. So go ahead. Check out your people at Touch of Romance, loverspackage.com to find out more information for all of your adult entertainment needs. Yeah, make time for your wife. All right, let's get to the start and sit portion of the show. And I bring this to you from Twitter. All right, this is a good one here, dog. Do you start Kareem Hunt versus Philly or Justin Jefferson versus Dallas? Who you got? Man, um, I got to go with Kareem Hunt. Ah. You know, just just the talent and the opportunities and the goal line carries and then the, uh, you know, catches out of the backfield. Mm. You know, just, you know, they try to get him the ball so much. Yeah. And I just don't trust anything Dallas is doing. Yeah. You know, so I would have to start Kareem Hunt, man. Yeah, I... It's, I wouldn't give a fuck who they playing. Yeah, it's, it's a tough one. I get kind of turned off with... Nick Chubb coming back and people say, well, you could start both of them. I don't like it. I don't like, I'm very, you know, I like, I'm a one woman man. I like one, I'm a one running back guy. I don't like multiple backs and all this like threesomes and foursomes and whatever menage a trois with the running backs. I don't like it. Um, I would give the edge to Justin Jefferson just because he's, he's performed like a wide receiver one in some instances this year. Uh, you are going up against Dallas, which you know they're they they're they're trying to get a draft pick at this point, folks. That's that's where they're at. Um, Justin Jefferson by a nose, I would say, and 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 this is a big thing for me because typically I would always pick the running back, but in this case, I would say Justin Jefferson. So we'll we'll double back next week and see who was right and who was wrong in this instance. All right, I think we are through the show, dog. Uh, do you have any words to the wise as we stumble and bumble and fumble and hopefully don't mumble into? Yeah, level? man. If you, you know, if you guys are out of the playoff picture, be spoiled, man. Just keep playing. That's what it's all about. Um, if you're in a playoff hunt, uh, good luck to you. You know, try to slide in there, but uh, just don't give up. Never give up, man. Because you know, you know, shit. You just don't want to let other people in your league now. You know, you still want to be like. A good sportsman, and a good sportsman is just playing throughout the season, and just don't give up. Set your lineup, do everything. Just don't give up. Oh no, I'm not. Go get that kicker if you need a kicker. Just don't have. Just don't. If you're on a bye, just play somebody. Yeah, and it's your responsibility. You sign up for the league, compete every week. It's fair to the guys you're playing with. You don't want a guy to miss out on something because you didn't put five people who were on a bye you know you didn't make a change in your lineup now you've only scored 40 points the guy easily beats you and sneaks into first place so it's all about it's all about respect yeah people in your league are respect you for that exactly you know exactly all right folks well you can always reach us on twitter at b underscore mbbfp like my big black fantasy podcast we're on my big black fantasy podcast also on facebook and um shoot we are, man, we're getting through the season so quick, going into week 11. Hopefully you guys can get, you know, in the playoffs. Hopefully you could even go more and get a bye. But just play hard, folks. That's what it's all about. We will see you next week. Peace out. Peace.
Thank you.